This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. You are exactly where you are supposed to be right now. There's no schedule that you must follow. Your life is exactly on schedule. Live your life in harmony, not fear. You have a choice to be depressed about the past, worried about the future, or being calm in the present. Nothing is real. It's all in your mind. We're in the game of life together, and we are here for the thrill of the ride, not to fix something that is broken. Let's make it an exhilarating experience. Valeria Telles interviews Jocelyn Grisella, the author of Life is Just a Ride, a map to help you remember the truth that is already inside you. Born and raised in a small town in northern Ontario, Canada, Jocelyn Grisella grew up in a loving family of 13 children, of which she is the youngest. Though she initially pursued a career as a school teacher, Jocelyn's search for the mysteries of life, the universe, and our place in it led her on many different paths. She later worked as a radio broadcaster, an office manager, and business owner. Jocelyn moved from Canada to the United States in 1989. She obtained her hypnotherapist and past life regression therapist certification from the Association for Research and Enlightenment in Virginia Beach, Virginia in 2001. She ran a successful practice in Florida from 2001 to 2004, then in Colorado from 2004 to 2005. During this period, she also conducted several workshops on meditation, hypnosis, and reincarnation. Her desire to make a difference, combined with her entrepreneurial spirit, opened the way for her to co-create a tropical rainforest replanting business in 2005. But following an unexpected series of events, Jocelyn moved back to her native country in 2010. She continues to share her gems of wisdom with those who are put on her path. She lives in Ottawa, Ontario. Meet Jocelyn at jocelyngrizella.com. Here's the interview with Jocelyn Grizella. In your own words, who is Jocelyn Grizella? Uh, well, um, I was born and raised in a small town in uh, northern Ontario, Canada. I initially pursued a career as a school teacher. Uh, but my search for the mysteries of life and the universe and our place in it uh, led me on many different paths, which led me to move to the United States in 1989, where I lived for 21 years. I also obtained a hypnotherapist and past life regression therapist certification back in 2001. Uh, and then in 2003, I had a close call with death. I was uh, five minutes away from uh, leaving this earth plane after a motorcycle accident. And in 2010, I moved back to Canada after experiencing five major life events in a period of six months. 
Uh, my ex and I lost our business. We lost our savings. We lost our house. Our marriage ended and my mom passed away. So I started my life over again with nothing in my early 50s. So nothing in my life made sense anymore. And the questions I, I had ever since I was a child needed answers like, who are we and why are we here? And is life an illusion? Are we just characters in this movie we call life? So this led me to writing Life is Just a Ride, which is my journey of searching for these answers to make sense of it all. And I've always been a teacher at heart. And this is my way of sharing my insights to perhaps help others understand who they are and why they're here. What is life to you, Jocelyn, as of today? Have you um, gotten to that answer somehow? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I have. <laughs> to me, life, I mean, it has been a ride, like I said. And it's like some say life is a school and that we're here to learn lessons. But perhaps life is a school, but I see it as a school for the ego. Mm. It's like life on this plane of existence to me is just a story. And we're not here to just learn something, but to experience something. Right. Uh, it is part of our spiritual evolution. So to me, that's what life is on this plane at this time. So when you say ride is actually for the ego, what is there beyond the ego that can be experienced? Is that possible to experience the true self or what is beyond the ego? I believe so. If you can, like the ego is always going to be part of this life experience. It is, you know, it, it's here for a purpose. But the idea is to not let the ego control you. So to live with it and use it for what it is, but to move beyond the ego, see it, see it through the illusion of the ego so that you can experience your true self, your real self, who you really are. Because we've kind of forgotten who we are because the ego kind of takes over and thinks it controls everything. But if you can work with it and see beyond it, that's when you really discover who you are. And then you can start having fun with this game that, you know, that we're in. What comes to me is when you talk about fun is, does it take becoming fearless is that what you're implying when you, when you say having more fun? Because it seems like it's a requirement, isn't it, to enjoy life? Yes, it is like to go from fear to love is yeah. what I would say. Because fear, again, is just an illusion of the ego. The ego is doing its job. It, it thrives on fear. That's what keeps it alive. So if you can move from fear to into a love state of mind, uh, then you can really enjoy life. The interesting thing is that everything, it's um, connected, right? There's no disconnect. It's just, it seems like it's just a feeling that we have lost the way, that we are broken, that life is um, something, it goes on and now we can give so many titles and explanation of what this is. But in a sense, it's, it's just a feeling because there's just life, when I think about the ego and I think about the true self, to me, it's, it comes as a dance of what this is, which is a miracle to be in a human body. You're exactly right. There's just wholeness and the feeling of separation, but there's no really separation. It's not true because there's nothing that's separated. No, not at all. Everything is like I see us as part of, a, uh, of an ocean 
you know, like we, we, a part of us comes here to experience life, but we return to the ocean and we, it, we become the ocean. So it's like, it's, it's, you can't separate the two. It's like you say, it's all one. And it's like, it is like a dance going back and forth and, and needing both, you know, you need the ego and you need your higher self. And it's about, you know, learning to work together and play together and, and see it for what it is. Without judgments and creating more separation. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, judgment is, that's what, yeah. It creates a lot of a uh, lot of trouble and a lot of separation. Do you believe that we have come here as individual souls to experience what we go through here in this lifetime? Is that something that we actually designed, or this is just a happening? Yes. Now, from my experience, my own personal experience, and during my years as a hypnotherapist and and doing a lot of past life regressions and all that, and and seeing what the soul does in between lives. To me, I, we have a pre-life planning and it's like, uh, let's, what do I want to, to, like, it's all about evolving. So what we come here is to, is to experience things so we can evolve as a spiritual being. And when we are in between lives and we pre-plan, it's like, it's like almost rehearsing for a play, you know, before we go on stage. So we decide, well, this is where I want to evolve or this is what I want to do. And we plan and who we're going to do it with. And so we have all these characters and then we come in and we do it. But when we come in to the earth plane, we kind of forget what we had decided to do. But it is sort of pre-planned, but we also have the free will to choose and make different, uh, choose different options as we, we start out on this play and we decide that we want to take a different road. So that can happen. So nothing is set in stone. You know, there's pre-planning, but nothing is set in stone. And in the end, the whole purpose of us coming here is to master ourselves. That's why we're here. That's our life's purpose is to master who we really are and then really enjoy this realm that we're in that has been, you know, created for us to, to enjoy. That sounds really great to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lovely, lovely vision and idea that we can finally enjoy this, uh, what this is, life is in a human body without too many conflicts and doubts and disturbance. I've done a lot of seeking my life too and mm-hmm. spiritual studies and going through a lot of experiences for many years. And I have not really found a way of mastering myself because I feel like that there's no self. The self is just a feeling too. So it's um, there's just life happening. I don't have a life. I am life. Yes, exactly. So that's kind of hard to to even believe in the idea of mastering life because it's there's no words for it. It's infinite, right? Yeah, I see it as um, it's like becoming a master of the illusion, you know, that is put in front of us. Not so much mastering life, but the illusion that we are in, because we're here to master that. And it doesn't mean that you change the illusion, but you change your perception of it. So it means that regardless of what's going on in your life or what's put in front of you, you remain free of the illusion's ability to control you. And you stop judging and you just see everything for what it is. You remain neutral. You know, you don't judge. There's no good or bad. It just is. Life is. And it's how you respond to life that makes a difference. 
Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. And it's about being in the moment all the time. And that's been a hard thing for me to do as well, is to remain in the moment no matter what's going on. All you have to do, your job here is to respond to what is in front of you in this moment. Which is, in a way, we have no choice. We are the moment. We can't be in the moment because we are it too. I like that a lot. So it is the uh, the illusions that we are trying to, not to control, but to master, as you say. Yeah. The illusions, that's true, because yeah. that split perception, that is the separation part. When it plays a huge role in our lives, that's when we have that feeling of suffering and pain. Yes. It's a lot more present. Right? Yes, our own resistance to what's happening creates our suffering. So, so true. Once we let go and allow the resistance goes away and there's no story. So there's no judgment and there's no, no. Mm-hmm. I was doing something in the house and then I thought about the, being here. Like, what is being here? And then something in me said, it's no resistance. Me, yes. From, coming from that space of no resistance. Yes. Yeah, that and, came to me automatically. It, yeah. That was interesting that you say that. Yeah, allowing everything to happen, you know, because mm. I've been through, yeah. you know, periods of my life where I tried to control everything. Right. And that doesn't work. You have to allow and trust that whatever is put on your path is there for a reason. You mm. chose to do this. Maybe you don't remember, like I said before, right. but it is there for a purpose. So to allow and trust is is a big part of, of that. Would you say even trusting the illusions when they take place when they are rising is that something that because the idea of trying to control the illusions too it seems like there's no freedom right so if we are not free if we're not life itself then we have this feeling that we need to control something by doing something about what's happening of what is so I'm, i'm wondering with illusions when you say that how do we try to master the illusions without trying to control them and making them into something else and creating more stories. It's yeah, like I say, it's to it's to remain free of the illusion's ability to control you. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So because the ego is always trying to control everything, trying to control you. So your place in all this is to see beyond the ego and understand like stepping back and observing, becoming the observer of your life is what, how I would put it. Yeah. So you kind of step back as if you're watching yourself playing your role. In right. this movie. Right. So you step back and you observe and then you can make a better decision and, and see it for what it is. Yeah. So you can say, okay, that's why the ego is trying to do that. Okay, I see it. Uh, but I can choose to respond in a way that will eliminate that. Or I can re- not. I can react to it and jump right into the ego's game and feel yeah. miserable. Yeah, that's another thing, uh, Jocelyn, that I have been writing about and talking to a lot of people here about choice. It's something that it no longer resonates with me for some reason. It seems like the way the mind's trying to explain is that we are able to realize something, that we are life, this, this is wholeness, this is it. And from that space, then we are able to see the options we have. Yes. But it's not really that we are making up choices, not coming from anywhere, but it's just choice. That's a, a tough one for yeah, me. Yeah, I see like in each, yeah. whatever, each situation that shows up in, in your life, and each time you have a choice to 
take this option or that option. You have a choice to respond or to react. And that's where choice comes in. And yeah, like I see what you mean. It's um, Yeah, because it sounds like we are trying to control, right? Oh, I have this option, this option. So let me see. Perhaps my life will be better if I do this. Oh, perhaps it'll be better for everyone if I do this. What I do then is I, yeah, I try to listen to my intuition. Yeah. Because of the pre-planning that we've done, you know, because before coming into this life. So I try to sit, step back, listen to my intuition and try to get a sense of which way do I go? And a choice will have a consequence, but there's no good or bad choices, but right. each choice right. will have a, a consequence and, and that's fine. Perhaps that's the path you chose or do I decide to say, no, nah, I don't really want to do that this time around. So I'm going to choose this. So like I said, there's no good or bad choices. The option that you, that you decide to go with will have this consequence. And, and that's fine because perhaps there's something else you need to see at the end of that road. I love this idea of intuition because intuition plays this beautiful role of responding to life in a very spontaneous way. There's no thinking, rational thinking. It's not logical anyway. So it, it just does what it does. It's very fast too. Yes. Yeah, intuition to me, like, it means to be taught from within. You know, it's, it's yeah. listening to your soul. It's like your inner GPS, yeah. you know, it's, and, and, and that voice, like you said, it's always been there. It's, it's who we are and it's not based on, on reasoning. No. And uh, right. it's, it's like, it's a knowing. And to me, it comes like all at once. And I just know without a doubt. We can call it that. We can call it, what do you say? Making a choice, maybe choosing from that place, uh, coming from intuition. That would make sense. Yes. Because there's no logic. The ego is not That's right. You get, yeah, you get the ego out of the way because the ego will always try to jump back in. And since the ego is based on fear, it will always make you question yourself. And are you sure you want to do this? And if you do this, this is going to happen. And, and then pretty soon you're caught up in this whole uh, nightmare story. And it's uh, because you listen to, to the ego. So stepping back and listening, going within, listening to your, your intuition, you'll probably make a better choice for lack of words. You know? Right, we're using words but, here, that's true. But yeah, but avoiding uh, as much resistance as possible, or but trusting that your your inner self, your, your soul is guiding you to where you're supposed to be. Mm. So that's, you know, that's letting go and allowing, you know, yeah. and, and detaching from, from the outcome, you know, allowing right, things right. to happen. Because that's something I've done a lot in, in, in the past is I was attached to the outcome of what I desired. And I decided, that, no, that's not working. It'll probably get you where you want to go, but then you're not going to be so happy anymore. You know, it falls apart. So, yeah. You wrote the book that you mentioned earlier, Life is Just a Ride, a map to help you remember the truth that is already inside you. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit more about the inspiration and the intention of writing your book, Jocelyn. Uh, like I said, I was searching for answers. I, I've always searched for answers since I was a little girl and uh, could not find any answers in, you know, religion or, you know, the teachings I had. So I searched and searched my whole life. And I went through a lot, like I said in the introduction, I experienced a lot of challenges in my life, but I know that I signed up for all these challenges because it was part of my evolution. I wanted to check off a lot of the 
points mm-hmm. on my on my list, you know, so I did mm-hmm. check them off and I I've been through a lot. And I was I got to a point where I thought this makes no sense anymore. Like my life, my life doesn't make sense. I I manifested everything I wanted. It all fell apart. I lost everything. I started again. I was not expecting to do that. And it nothing made sense. So I had taken notes, you know, throughout my life. I had a lot of notebooks. And about three and a half, four years ago, I decided, uh, like, I would tell my stories to people and they'd always say, you should write a book. And yes, someday, you know, someday, someday, someday. And then finally, someday came and I started writing. And it was very therapeutic for me as well. Because writing, it, it started to make sense out of my life, which didn't. You know, right. nothing made sense because I had done all the things I thought I was supposed to do. Right. I, you know, I, I had my vision boards and I manifested mm. and I had it all and I lost it all. So it's like, what's wrong with that picture? What, 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 what am I doing here? To me, then I started, as I started writing, it's like, I'm taking myself way too seriously. Life is just a ride, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Relax. <laughs> so I that's when yeah, I started writing and the more I was writing, it's like that was the theme of my book. It's like, yes, it is just a ride. So just enjoy it. And yes, you went through a lot of stuff in your life, but that's what I signed up for. And it was about accepting that, you know, accepting that I had the courage to sign up for all these things. Right. And that made a whole difference in my life. I wonder if we can navigate this reality without stories, without belief systems. Do you think it's possible? Yes, it is. Like, I don't think, I mean, I used to wonder why did I go through all these uh, struggles and all that. And we don't have to go through all these struggles. This is what I signed up for. But we don't, we, we can evolve without going through all these struggles. It's just a matter of making a choice right now. How do I respond to this situation? And the story ends as soon as you stop judging the situation and just accept it and flow through it. So you can choose right now in this moment. That's it. There is no more story. When you stop judging and you stop believing the ego, the story goes away. So it is a realization that yes. yeah, it arises and then yeah, we can see a lot more. Yeah, it took me a long time to realize that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not. It doesn't seem like something that we actually wish for because the ego has been, in the way we say, the false self or this idea of a, yes. of me has been in the driver's seat for so long that it's actually scary, isn't it? Too. Yes. Yeah. The ego has a lot of uh, control if if we let it. You know, it, it's do it's taking its job very seriously. Like, it's like yeah. I, I'm here to. Uh, to uh, guide you and I'm here to I uh, use the analogy of uh, the ego is like the captain of a ship you know or or the king of a kingdom and it's there to to make rules and give you orders and I know what's best for you so it's doing its job but we have to move beyond the ego yeah because then we are stuck with a lot of suffering yeah and Yes. Wow, in the realm of the ego. I agree. And you are a hypnotherapist and a past life regression therapist. Talk to me about how you help your clients, Jocelyn. Yes, I don't don't currently practice because I, I got my certification when I lived in the U.S., 
And when I moved back to Canada, uh, they don't recognize certifications from another country. So, uh, and when I came back here in 2010, I came back with nothing. So I was not in a position to start helping others when I really had to take care of myself. So again, I trusted that I'm guided that way and I had to, you know, let go of my uh, practice back in the U.S. And because uh, basically my practice ended once I had the motorcycle accident, I was because I was five minutes from death. I had to close. I had a practice in Florida and I had to close it because I was just about dead. So I had to, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, I was all broken. It was a really sad day for me, but I had to trust and let go that my higher self had a different plan for me, that I signed up for something else. And I had no idea what that was at the time. And so, but now I see that writing the book, I can still help you know, thousands and thousands of people as because um, I love doing hypnotherapy. I love doing the one on one. But I see it now this way as I can help more people than just one on one. But uh, hypnotherapy is still very dear to my heart as uh, it had been a dream of mine for a very long time. And uh, something that I've enjoyed, but I, I cannot I cannot practice here in Canada because I'm not licensed in Canada. Oh, that's good to know, because for some reason, I was looking for like, oh, a hypnotherapist. And, and I, I kind of went with that for some reason. Mm -hmm. I apologize. No problem. <laughs> I love the um, chapter seven. You have been talking about already, but the, the title of that chapter, Stop Taking Yourself So Seriously. No one else does. <laughs> I was <laughs> laughing at that. Like, so true. <laughs> so, so true. That made me laugh. So that's fun. Uh, yes. Because I had way. to laugh at myself too, yeah. you know, when, when everything <laughs> fell apart in my life. Yeah. That's exactly what I said to myself one day. I said, stop taking yourself so seriously. You know, no one else does. So I had to title one of the chapters. In I my love book. that. That really <laughs> resonates. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a message I believe I received from my inner self, you know, my higher self uh, to do that. So I, I got the message. What is the difference between desiring and allowing, Jocelyn? Desire, like I said, you can have as many like, desires as you want. Uh, but what I used to do in the past is I would desire something and I would um, focus on that every moment, every day, every week until I achieved that desire. Yeah. And then I would get that desire but then I found out later on, it all fell apart. So that's when I learned, I said, what am I doing wrong? So I learned to have desires. You know, we're meant to have desires. That's who we are. But then to let go of the desire and allow it, it will happen when it's supposed to happen and come back to the present moment and enjoy right now. But I always live to when this desire happens, when it manifests, I will be happy. And so I learned to, yes, I'm going to continue having all these desires, but I had to learn how to let go and, and, and trust. Like the expression, mm -hmm. let go and let God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So trust that everything will happen step by step to lead you to that desire if that's what's meant for you or sometimes something even better might show up. So when I desired something and I focused so hard on it, sometimes I missed something else mm -hmm. that yeah. was even better, but I was so focused on my desire and how it had to be and look 
that I missed, you know, something else. So now I'm open. I sit back. I let it go. I I send it out to the universe and let the stars align. And when it happens, it happens. But in the meantime, I remain happy. Yeah. In this in this moment. There's no waiting to be happy. So you have to detach from the outcome of your desire. Yeah. That really makes sense to me too. Yeah. Of course. Wow, that's a challenging one to do, isn't it, for most of us? Oh, it is. Yeah. We want to control not just the process, but the results. And, yes, how yeah. it's going to look. I mean, I did that for years in my life, you know, back when the secret came out and all that. And I was manifesting everything and focusing and I say vision boards and post-it notes everywhere. And it, it had to look exactly like this. And it did, but it didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> it all fell apart. Yeah. Because I tried to make it go a certain way, you know. Yes, right. It was your way, not the universe way, not exactly. life's way. Right. My, my ego's way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, speaking of that, the chapter eight, I really love that chapter from self-improvement to self-acceptance, which has a lot to do with what you say. You write, our egos would have us believe that self-improvement will eventually bring us happiness. But no matter how much self-improvement we do, we will not make up for the lack of self-acceptance. Yeah, talk to me for a moment about that and how is self-acceptance connected to self-realization? Self-acceptance to me is, is letting go of the ego and accepting your happiness and your love and your peace, uh, letting go of judgment. And that is self-realization. You know, that's when you know who you really are and but as long as you're just focusing on, on you know, self-development and reciting positive affirmations all day long, yeah. it's not going to work if, you're not, if you still hold on to the story behind it. So once you let go of the story, let go of the judgment, let go of the ego, all you're left with is self-acceptance. And that becomes self-realization. Which, yeah, but no resistance. No resistance. Wow. No stories. That sounds no really stories. inviting yeah, it's, to me. <laughs> it's it's when you let go of the story, it makes a big difference. I often reflect about this idea of no story when I look at nature, the trees and um, uh, earth itself. You look at everything, the animals. They are just doing what they do, but yeah. they just are what they are. But there's no story, really. They're not mm-hmm. telling a story. Or maybe they are, but it, it's so subtle. Yes. That, yeah. Um, I don't even know what stories they're telling, but... I don't know. We'll have to find out. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like peace, doesn't it? It's, it's, it might be the, the silence that speaks yeah. inner peace, that speaks peace. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, unconditional we get, love. We get all caught up in our stories and that's when we don't have peace, you know, when yeah. we're all caught up in them. And once we release the story, that's where the peace is. It's so, so true. How can we navigate this reality without without telling stories it's almost like an automatic thing right to do yes. and when anything and, happens we yes come up. and that and the trick there like i said before is to become the observer of the story yeah. the story is still there but become the observer and it's not an easy thing to do because we want to jump right in you know and get all caught up in all the stories yeah. but if you can True. step back and see yourself as an actor and you're playing a role and as if you're watching a movie you know, you kind of step back and watch your own movie and watch yourself act and respond. That comes to me as like now talking to you, 
It's uh, there's just talking. There's just listening. It's not. I don't attach to the I am talking or I am listening. It's just listening. There's just talking. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not easy actually to to kind of detach and step back and just observe. It's it's an acquired skill which I'm still working on as well. You know, because I tend to get caught up. You know. I'm, in the stories too, and then I, but I quickly remember, and I I become aware. Oh, get out of the story. Uh-huh. Just observe. Do not judge. Yeah. There's no good or bad. Remain neutral. Yeah. And oh. the, the moment you stop judging, it makes such a. It's like a, a big load is lifted off of you. You know, when you yeah. stop judging and you can just accept it, mm. then that's when I feel happiness. But as long as I'm judging and, you know, getting caught up in it, I feel miserable. I feel, you know, like there's all kinds of resistance and suffering. But once I step back and just observe, oh, you know, it's just like I'm watching a movie. It's just a story. Wow. That sounds to me like what we are trying to do when we create all these stories is that we are trying to make something that it's so vast, which is life itself, the infinite into something very small. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why it hurts, right? Would make, that makes sense. Yeah, that yes, hurt. like we've taken a little drop out of the <laughs> ocean and now we're focused on this one little drop, you yeah. know, and all the yeah. things that it does. And, and then you realize I'm not this little drop. I'm the entire ocean. So we're almost at the end. You have lots of exercising tools in your book, um, meditation, tapping. I really have heard a lot about tapping. I have tried myself and I know how effective it is. Meditation, of course. There's something else that caught my attention in your book. You say, everything that happens to you is created for your spiritual evolution. So with that in mind, I have a question for you about destination. Do you see within your ideas of what life is and from your own experience, what would be the destination, Jocelyn, for this experience? What is freedom, liberation, finally? For me, yeah, freedom is, would be freedom from not having to reincarnate uh, any longer in this. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun, but I'm sure there's a lot of other realms that are a lot of fun as well. Right, right. And, uh, but to, like being, we're here now, so to be free right now, like I, we said before, would be, you know, free from judgment and free from the stories mm-hmm. and free from the ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what freedom is, but uh, it's a little harder to be completely free in, in this realm. So I think my destination is uh, eventually not having to repeat uh, these patterns. And I, to me, that's where, you know, karma comes in as well. Yeah. Because yeah. karma is is about be- being returning to our balance, you know, becoming in balance to experience both sides of one thing. Like karma is not about punishment and, and all mm. that. To me, it's about experiencing both sides of something yeah. so that you no longer have to live through it. Mm. And I've done that in, in this lifetime Right. And there's probably more for me to do. But to me, it, it, that's what it is. It's to return to a perfect balance. Mm. And whether we can do that right here, right now, I don't know. But that's that, to me, that's the destination is to return to this perfect balance. And once we do that, then there's no point in coming back here to create stories so I'm, and I'm, I'm not sure what <laughs> happens. Huh. I can only like from my own, you know, uh, past life regressions and the clients I worked with. And so and to me, I know that, you know, life goes on. There's no death. There's just uh, a, a different uh, vibration. You know, it, it, it 
changes to different vibration and we continue on. So to me, the ultimate destination would be uh, to, to overcome this need to reincarnate and uh, just really enjoy <laughs> who we are. I never heard it that way, karma, the way you speak of getting to this equilibrium, yeah. this balance, perfect balance. Yeah, it's being in alignment with the real you. Mm. You know, that's what it's all about. It's, karma is just a mechanism to let you know when you're out of balance. Yeah, that resonates because then it goes back to that wholeness again and the separated self. So if we are able to realize that separation is just a feeling, then it's, yeah, it's somehow we get back to wholeness without any conflicts. If you take, for example, like, you know, mm-hmm. the chakras, like, if, for example, if your third chakra is out of balance, you will experience fear and resentment. But when your third chakra is in balance, you experience courage. And same thing with the fourth chakra. When it's out of balance, you experience worry and jealousy. When it's in balance, you experience love. Mm. So that's what, it's all part of the mechanism of karma, you know, to get us to that place of love and courage and all those wonderful things. When you talk about stories again, not coming back here to to tell, to create all these stories and live by them. It seems like the only way to do that is to not to have the me, right? It's to drop the I. Then there's yes. no more stories when there's mm-hmm. no I. Yes. As, as long as we have, like, sorry, as long as I believe as we have healing to be done, if yes. there's healing left for us to do, yeah. that this earthly personality is the best vehicle to do that. Because this planet is about feeling, you know, yes. it's, that's what we're, so this right. is a great, you know, a great school for that because it's, uh, that's where, this is where we experience feelings. Right. So, and ah, then the, a lot of yeah. healing has to go, has to be done through feelings. So I have a few more questions for you. Before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Uh, sure, I could read like uh, from my last uh, chapter, just a quick uh, paragraph yeah. here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's that uh, we are provided with many tools and assistance when we incarnate into this realm, which we discover when we're ready. Live as a witness to your own life. Step out of the illusion and observe. Everything that happens to you is created for your spiritual evolution. It's part of the plan that was designed for you and that you agreed to before you incarnated. No matter what life dumps on you, shake off the dirt and take a step up. You are exactly where you are supposed to be right now. Your life is exactly on schedule. You have a choice to be depressed about the past, worried about the future, or being calm in the present. Nothing is real. It's all in your mind. And my last questions are, what is another word for life? Another word for life would be happiness, balance. I know that's two words, but uh, to me, life is happiness, being present. What are three things about life you wish everyone to know or to have before they lose the body? To let go and enjoy And stop taking yourself so seriously. Just enjoy the ride. It goes back to your book. (laughs) That's your message. Yes. (laughs) That's definitely, you are the message um, through that. Thank Mm. you so much again, Jocelyn, for your presence, your wisdom.
Thank you for allowing me to be part of this conversation. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? It would be all on my website, which is jocelyngreslaw.com. That's J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-E-G-R-Z-E-L-A.com. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Very well. Take care. You too. Bye for now, Jocelyn. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Jocelyn Grisella and her work, please visit jocelyngrisella.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.